0: and boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to Broken But Glorious. Hulk <laughs> oh, Hogan, Hollywood Officer, whatever they call you, I'm coming after you, you coward.
1: Good, glorious. I'm Chris Laffner. I'm delighted to be joined by Devin Driscoll. How you doing, Stephen, Devin? Doing great, man. How you doing? I'm brilliant, thank you. <laughs> so, huge thanks for joining us this evening. So, um, Devin has joined us to discuss the upcoming Bandit show. It's called Mama Said Knock You Out. It's on the 21st of October on Fight TV. Pretty
0: exciting event. We're pumped to have it. And uh, thanks
1: for letting us on to talk about it. Yeah, so before we get into Bandit wrestling, I just wanted to ask a few questions about your fandom and how you got into wrestling.
0: Uh, I was tra- started training in January of 2005 with Dr. Tom Prichard. Yeah. I, uh, got oh. graduated from college. I interned at WWE and headquarters there and I was able to meet Tom there and long story short, uh, found him, he moved, he got released by the company about a month after I graduated and we both went back to Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, started yeah. training and been on my way since.
1: So who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Uh, it, it was kind of, you know, people ask me, it's funny like i
0: kind of always equated it to the this, this stage of my life i was like when i was a little kid you know obviously when i was three years old i went and saw hulk hogan wrestling Mass square guard against wow. king kong bundy and i was i was hooked you know, that was the day that hooked me into the business um that being said i would i would say you know he was who i, I was my favorite when i was younger and then as i aged so did my taste and who i followed so i'd say initially him um, I was a huge Diamond Dallas fan, Page fan, uh, mm. WCW, I was a big WCW guy, so DDP was a guy
1: I loved, uh, as well as Kevin Nash and Triple H. Wow. So is that who you wanted to mold your style around when you started training?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure between DDP and Triple H, yeah. and then my my promo style, which is kind of, I would say is probably when I trained, is
1: more like Kevin Nash, so WCW days. Yeah, so take us back to your first match, what do you remember about it in the hindsight? What was your opinion on it?
0: Oh, it was terrible. Uh, <laughs> it was awful. Like, that actually, it's funny, you asked that, like, a couple days ago. Uh, we're starting a school in Knoxville. Yeah. Dr. Tom is actually starting a school with Glenn Jacobs, uh, our mayor in Knoxville, Kane. Yeah. And we just wow. announced it the other day, and we had a couple kids to come by and talk to us about it, and one of the kids asked me that exact same question, and I thought back to it, because Tom was there, and Tom just kind of smirked at me and gave me that Dr. Tom, like, you want to say how bad it was? You are Um. <laughs> Experienced that Jeff Anderson, who's uh, an East Tennessee wrestler, been around for a while, I think he had done some stuff in Smoky Mountain, uh, good guy, real basic stuff, I remember, all I remember more than anything was that uh, uh, Dr. Tom had got me hooked up for Boots
2: and Gear, my boots came in, uh, but that was it, wow. so I had to uh, wear shorts the and, uh, and the second thing I remember was there was probably 20 people in the audience, and uh, Ricky Morton was on, Dr. Tom, a lot of guys, and there was like literally
0: like 20 people, wow. and the big thing they, the big thing they put in, in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, called Sneakville, Tennessee, and the thing that stuck out to me most is how they, they billed me, because I'm originally from New York, from the city, from New York City, and that was their big billing point, point. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, so that's,
1: those that, that the memories, it was pretty bad, but it was a, something I'll never forget. Alright, so you've had um, lots of title runs over the years, so what's some of your favorite ones? Um,
0: you know, I look back, I think the first major title I won was, uh, when I was under developmental contract with the WWE. I won their OVW TV title yeah. on television. And I remember, like, finding out, like, we would go, we would do pre show meetings around, I think it was like 4, or And I had no idea. Like, little, no clue. And, uh, going knows the run sheet. And the week before, I had worked with Vladimir Kozlov, um, and, you know, it was, uh, it was what it was. And that, I think it was a week before that, like on a Thursday, the Riders came down and me and, he's become a really good friend of mine named Paul Burchill, Um, uh, me yeah. and him had a match that was something I really revered, I was really pumped about. Didn't think much I would go to TV, and then Al says, oh yeah, Devin, you're going to Charles, Devin over, Charles Devin, blah, blah, and they kept going like he was like an afterthought, like it was with really a semi-man, you know, I was going over so I asked him afterwards, like, "Is it a non-title match?" No, you won the title. Wow. And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." <laughs> no, and I played it off like, "Oh yeah, that's cool, man." Whenever inside, I'm like, like doing like the Arsenio Hall fist pump, like going nuts, and uh I've ever called my mom and being like, "Freaking out," and uh, so that was that was big to me just because of the importance and where it was. Hmm. Um, I would say that and then, you know, the, one, the other one another couple that really stood out to me was uh winning the OVW heckbase only um, a few years later because it was something I unfortunately wasn't, unfortunately was not able to do when I, I got injured. Um so going back and doing that was a was a thing for me. Um and then the last one I would say I really like it meant a lot to me was the innovate
1: heavyweight title, the former NWA Smokey Mountain title. Wow yeah. just
0: because of just the lineage that is attached to that for our area was so prevalent. <laughs> Uh, it, was, uh, it was pretty cool for me to say, another big, l- like thing for me with those three really stood
1: out. Yeah, so it, ju- just this year, you've defended your defender titles against the likes of Jeff Cobb and Miles Snow, and challenged Nick Aldis to the NWA title. Has this been one of your favorite years of your career?
0: You know, it, I, it's funny you say it, cause I really hadn't thought of it that way until like yesterday <laughs> of all day. It's like, you're asking all the questions <laughs> I've been asking me to Uh <laughs> I hadn't thought about it until... Yesterday, my wife and I were, were talking about some stuff, and uh, it's 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 been a kind of a whirlwind of the last six months for me, uh, in a good way, obviously. But um, yeah, in hindsight, the thing about it is, and I never understood this when I'm young. You know, they always say if you knew what you knew when you're older, when you were younger, you could be really something. Um, yeah. <laughs> but as I've been in the business longer, uh, I've taken. I used to stress over every little thing about my match, about everything. And it affected my my performance, in my opinion. Um, and one day, I just stopped stressing as much, and just said, you know what, this is supposed to be fun. And I just started having fun and doing stuff that I always wanted to do, instead of worrying about stuff that everybody else wanted me to do. And that, to me, was the day. Like when that happened, it's just been a domino effect ever since. And so when people ask, like, like and, I'm, and I have no me not anywhere, like some of the other guys I have. You know, been around the world for 20 years and wrestled in every major promotion, but I've been lucky enough to work, you know, global Force, just an impact thing, work, you know, WWE TV, developmental stuff. And I say the one thing to look back in, when you're your best, when you're relaxed, you have fun, and you listen. Yeah. And that's the biggest issue. I've just relaxed yeah. and had fun with
1: it. And yeah, I think this is probably my favorite year of my business for me. Wow. Hey guys, this is the Project Thomas bruinton and you are listening to the Broken But Glorious Podcast. <laughs> Then you, de- then you decided to start promotion. How did that come about?
0: So it was—it uh, was actually one of those things I turned a negative into a positive. I had a. Uh when well, WWE had WrestleMania in Dallas a few years back, uh, the NWA had had, this is pre-Lagana and Billy Corgan in the NWA, yeah. um, had a super show, and it was kind of like their first real big show in years down in Dallas, and I worked Tim Storm for the NWA national title, Wow! and, uh, at the time I was the current WWE Heavyweight Champion, we had a great week, it was awesome, I was able to work a couple other wrestling shows that weekend get out Mania, um. And I was invited to go to NXT's uh takeover event and while I was there I saw Canyon Seaman uh and spoke to him and then he had mentioned to me that they were gonna give me a tryout down at the performance center. Yeah. And uh of Jacobs had really helped a lot to get out of there as well. And so I get there and I thought I had a pretty good tryout. Um, and basically it was one of those things that just didn't work out for me at that point. There wasn't a, there wasn't a spot for me at that and then and uh William Regal, who was an amazing guy, just told me to listen. He gave me some advice on what I needed to do if that's where I wanted to be. And I, uh, when I found out, it was, like, being emails at work one night. And I had to back from the knee injury to get down there. It was one of those crossroads where you can either soak and be like, man, what the heck? Like, just kind of, like, throw in the towel. Yeah. Or, like, I get, where I get, those kind of things to me, like, really drive me. And honestly, like, piss me off in a good way. So... What I knew I was good at was I, I built some businesses outside of wrestling. I'm a relatively good act I can't fix the house. I couldn't build you a paper box. Yes. <laughs> when I can, I'm pretty good at building businesses. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I've done it before, and we had some success. I said, you know, there's the rest of the, industry, This is about you know, a year and a half ago who's it was just on the edge of hopping. Yeah. Definitely. And so, uh, long story short, let's just give it a run. And I, I had a couple buddies of mine. One of the, a production guy named Tommy Kim. And other guys, Kevin Cordell I think you guys on the show before. Yeah. yeah. Um, they there were just friends of mine and I said, Hey guys, let's just see what happens. Let's just try let's try some things. And some of them are gonna work, some of them are not. But you know what? We might catch lightning in a ball on a couple of things, and if we do, awesome. If we don't you know what? We're still be friends. Worst case, I'm at a couple thousand bucks.
2: <laughs> the best case, we have a great we have a great company to work with. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of how it evolved. And we always had a
0: budget that was very tight. Um, I, I'm a big believer spending a lot of that on our talent, but in the same is I said, guys, look, we've tried some really outside the box things on the production side of things, and uh, it's paid off. That's you know a year and a half later, we're sitting here. I'm, I've got a lot of momentum. We've got you know school now. We've got deal with Fight TV, and you know, it's just kind of awesome.
1: So tell, um, tell us about your first show. <laughs> Found it wrestling.
0: <laughs> it was it was uh, it was something. So we uh it was right before Mania of uh gosh, what media was that? It was around right after Dallas, so it was New Orleans it was between that. It was uh okay, Orlando two, Right before Mania and Orlando, I'm horrible with numbers, so the part is many numbers. I do it by the town. And so before Orlando and um I had just finished up, with I kind of made the decision to move on from Ohio Valley Wrestling. I'd kind of accomplished everything I wanted to, and I uh, didn't see anything at that point that was really left for me to accomplish there. I kind of wanted to move on to the next deal. Um, I had set something up with Tony Gibbons to start and innovate, and I said, uh, listen, I wanted to run one, but I just wanted to use a bunch of my friends that I knew, A, would come in and give me a good rate, <laughs> We we could test some stuff out. Yeah. So literally yes. I, I had a ring, I put it and I, we my facility at the time we, we uh we got a new facility since then, but at the time I had an outdoor facility that had a cover to it, a turf area. I put the ring in the middle of the turf, had some matches, and just tried some stuff out and uh, the matches themselves were fantastic. The per, the production of the setup was atrocious. Um, but I realized that night, man, I think I got something here it's because I started looking at some stuff. I talked to Kevin, uh, and I, but I realized, it's hard enough to realize you can't do everything. Yeah. So I wanted to delegate somebody on the booking side that I trusted, uh, and Kevin was that guy. So initially he started off booking like one or two matches, and now Kevin by books outside of my matches is probably three fourths of the program. Wow. And basically he shoots me what he wants to do, and then I just take a look at it and make sure it fits uh, our time, our budget, and makes sense, and we roll with it, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those two, the first show wasn't great, but the second show was better, and every show since then has, has gone upwards portrait the directory that we have asked for.
1: Do you ever find it difficult to let go of control once the show starts? Um, you know, yes and no, um... I
0: used to be much more controlling over over things, and then I realized it was just stressing me out over little things. Um, So to be honest with you, I I trust our guys. I trust Kevin. um, So not really. The only time, the only stuff I get very involved with is really more on the production and business side of it. As far as the creative uh, component goes, I just, you know, sometimes Kevin is so creative and is a talented guy. Uh, my main thing is I it's, man, it's not my only business. So if we do angles that might be a little bit risque. Sometimes I gotta you know bring it in a little bit to protect my other businesses because I can't you know
1: pay for Peter by stealing from Paul. No. So I gotta
2: make
0: <laughs> sure that whatever we do yeah. it needs to be something that I can present to multiple audiences. So that's that's the only time I really get too involved in the creative process. Besides that, I, I trust our guys and I think we put the right
1: people in the right seats. Yeah, so we did, as you mentioned, we did a recently interview with Kevin Cordell where you promoted your last show, in Heavy of the Hard of E4, which featured a 12-man heavyweight tournament. Um, so take us back to that show and let the listeners know how that went. Oh uh, man, it couldn't have gone any better. Um, I was so happy with that. I mean, I, you know,
0: it's weird, like, so when I first got into the business, i the six four two fifty. 6'4", 250. Wow. When I first got in, when I first in, I was big, but I wasn't, like, big, big. Now the business as a whole, most guys are independent. Team. Uh, but one thing it loves is not a lot of tall guys. There's a lot of figures You got a lot of athletic guys, a lot of, a lot of 205 type guys. You got a lot of big, like as far as you know, jack guys. But you don't have a lot of guys that are very tall And so, and it's harder. With that being said, you know sometimes it's harder for guys like myself or other guys like Big Drake or whoever to get opportunities because you know people right now are thirsty for that very fast paced. Um, cruiserweight tag match. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like sometimes the heavyweights can get a little bit pushed aside these days, uh, on the independents especially. Um, so, I wanted to do something, because I know there's a lot of good heavyweights out there that just haven't gotten that exposure yet. And so, that when Kevin and I were talking, this is one thing when you asked earlier did about letting go. I brought this to Kevin's attention in May that I wanted to do this. Like, yeah. this was something I wanted to do, and we needed to make it happen. And, um, so I said, man, here's there's a couple guys I want to bring in. Uh, Ethan Page is a, a good friend of mine. I wanted to make sure he's been with us for a while. Uh, I'd call him a He's one of our new ones. And he's been a friend of mine for a while. I want to make sure he was in there. And a couple other guys like that. And I said, man, besides that, I wrote the brothers. He did a great job of bringing in some guys. I mean, I didn't even know a couple of guys in there. And, uh, I was really happy with it. I thought the show overall was fantastic. The way we presented the product was very, very different. Um, and I was very, very pleased the way it came out I mean, our first episode, I think when people see it, they're gonna be like, wow. Because it's just, it's presented in a way that's just so much different than anything else on TV right now. Yes,
1: yeah, so for those who didn't listen to the Kevin Cordell interview, the first round was, was four triple threat matches, and then there's two single matches, and then the final two competitors faced other for the heavyweight title in the final. So, that is how, correct. how did that match go? It was good. I mean, the, so the finals were uh, Ethan Page, myself, and a guy named Daniel Eats. Yeah. And, um, it was, a, I was really happy, the match went off really well,
0: uh, fortunately Daniel beat, uh, pinned Ethan, so I lost the title to, uh, to Daniel that night, but, uh, we had, a, we had an interference with Dave, Chris, uh, interfered to take me out with the chair shot, wow. the and back, <clears> That uh, kind of took me out of the equation at the end, and then, um, Eats low blowed Ethan, and then they hit him with his finish to pin him, and it was, it was an ODQ match, so it was, it is what it is, but, um. You know, it was, overall, the match itself, was I was very pleased with. I thought everybody came out strong. Um, I actually thought I tore my bicep, actually, the match. It was completely black and blue for two weeks. I had MRI MRI and everything. Um, but it's, it was physical. I didn't, but it was just a really, really bad bruise. But um, it was one of those things, I think, you know, we, we really got after each other. We beat the hell out of each other. Uh, but long story short, I was really happy with it. I think the crowd was ha- The crowd was thrilled with it, and um, the footage is incredible. So it was a good show across the board. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Harry Cruz and I've had the honour to be on Broken but Glorious Podcast today.
1: Right, so your next show is Bandit Mama said to <laughs> you out on the October 21st. So what should, fan, what should fans expect from this event?
0: Well, so we, we took a completely different approach to the show. So Kevin had this idea, his idea was the Mama Sanaki out theme. Basically, uh, initially, it was going to be a lot of gimmicky kind of matches. Um, but the, the show evolved with the announcement of the school coming uh, and everything that's tied with that. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, what really changed, everybody talks about the, the effect of all-in the effect that it had in the business and i came up with cody rhodes uh, and i've known cody since i started we both started OVW within a couple weeks of each other um so we, we've got a long history of each of, of each other we've crossed paths a few times and i respect the hell out of what he did and everything that went along with him and uh, the one thing that i really took from was i, I kind of stood back a step back and said hey let me evaluate my business and where where is it going to be most profitable for us and what is it going to be what can we do to really help the independent wrestling scene, specifically not just in East Tennessee, but in general. Yeah. Well, in East Tennessee, we have kind of become a little bit saturated with a lot of different promotions, which is good. And everybody's got their own way of doing things. But I'm a big believer instead of working against each other, let's all work together. So, and there's a lot of other promotions that I'm lucky enough to work with, such as Reality Wrestling and AML and Rockstar Pro. And I said, you know what would be great is let's make this show uh, about the fans and expose a lot of people from a lot of different promotions that people haven't seen. And so that's what we did in the law. So a lot of promotions are bringing their talent in. We have a stack card. We actually have 11 matches now, yeah. which um, the biggest thing about it is we're showcasing a lot of their talent in East Tennessee, and they're going to see a lot of different guys they haven't seen before. And that's the biggest thing is we wanted to bring on these guys and get East Tennessee, uh, something they haven't seen before, as well as get back. And what I mean by that is we decided to Comp everybody, so there's no there's no cost of admittance INTO the show. Wow! So it's a free show for everybody, and you know, know, Chris, you're smart. You've been in the business long enough. You know our payroll is not small. No, but who's (laughs) on it? Um, But what I said was, for us, we're going to give this a band of support, support wrestling East Tennessee, Uh, and then the flip side, we can also take this and showcase this show on fight. So really, it's a win-win for everybody. Um, So. We've got a lot of new faces. Uh, we're gonna crown our first tag team champions. The initial match with myself is Big Drake. On uh, the industry, we team together out of Reality Wrestling. We're the, we're the tag, team, tag team champions there.
1: And yeah. we're gonna be going up against MLW's Dirty Blondes and uh, one of the hottest teams on the CD the the Gymnasty Boys. Yes, yeah, Gymnasty Boys is my just, favorite team at the moment. Yeah, a, and the winner of that will fight, will face the Rascals. Uh, in the main event, the
0: PWG Tag Team Champions. Yeah. Uh, to crown our first time, to crown our first champions. Um, we're also getting one of the hottest guys out there in the industry right now. Marco Stunt is debuting for us. Yeah, coming Resolution.
1: off the great uh, All In performance. So. Yep. And then we've got so he's new to our air, so our fans have not experienced Marco or Mick Drake or the, uh, the Dirty Bonds before. And then we also have. Desmond Xavier, of course, will be there with Zach I mentioned earlier, but also Fred Yehide is actually, Zach West is full of double duty, because Zach's also going to wrestle Fred wow. Um we've, we've
0: also got Aaron Williams debuting, the current Rockstar pro and IWA mid South champion versus uh, a guy I used to see that's really in the rise, Axton Ray, Yeah. and then We've also got Clayton Gaines, who so I think could be our next new champion in the road. He's going one-on-one with uh, a veteran of independent wrestling cash flow. And then Angel Yees will have his first title defended since he defended the title against like, one of the hottest names in any scene, Ace Romero. Ace
1: Romero is a isn't he? Yeah, we've got a, our futures title we defended for the first time in a
0: while as Tyler Matrix defended against Ace Austin and um, Trigger Trey Miguel. <laughs> and then we'll also a a match that might at very least still show as Myron Reed goes up against A.J. Daniels in a 450 challenge, the first person to hit their 450
1: wins. All right, I was going to ask what and a then, 450 was, <laughs> $450 And, dollars. and then um, we've
0: got, what do we call our big boys, Bison and I, if you haven't seen these guys... Byford and I, are two big boys out of East Tennessee that are just beating the group of out of each other. They're going to be in you know, Tennessee street fight. And uh, so overall, it's going to be a heck of a show top to bottom. We've got a couple surprises along the way as well.
1: I was going to say, you go back to Ace Marrero. He's a huge guy. People will know him because there's a meme going around Twitter in the early summer. He has a guy who's shoulder barged his opponents about two foot over the top rope. Um, and then Ace Austin and Trey... Ace-
0: He's a very talented guy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like in football. They always say, you can't teach size. No. <laughs> and Hayes has the size, but what makes him a very interesting component for us is he's incredibly athletic for his size. And so I think he fits uh, fits our company, fits our style of wrestling. It's just a, it's a good fit for Ben and a good fit for we're I'd have to be part of the
1: program. Yeah, and people will know Ace Austin, because he was recently on 205 Live, and he was against OVA on Impact recently, with Trey, so you,
0: you will you um, know, funny called. story about Ace Austin is, I didn't know who the heck Ace Austin was a year ago. Yeah. And it was July, July of last year, and we had a show in Knoxville at a high school that was kind of a house show for us, and it was, a, it was we were following up our biggest show to that point, and... We had a, a ladder match, our first ladder match, and it was fantastic. And what happened was, um, it was, I guess, about two days before, Dave and Dave, and it was Dave or Jake, Chris, it was Dave Chris, and contacted me and said, hey, I've got this new guy, it's new to mine, he's um, going to be with me. If you have a spot for him, I'd love to get him on the show. Uh, don't worry about you know, it is what it is. It's like, I know that the pays are already taken care of, all that kind of stuff, but like, if there's a spot, great, if not, no big deal. So I said, sure, have him come up. We'll put him in the ladder match. Then a guy named Jimmy Lloyd, who's uh, just won the tournament of death, the CCW tournament of death match, he was with Ace as well. Didn't know, I don't, I'm not a CCW, I don't follow CCW that well, so I'm not the, the most keen to it. But it's an incredible product, and DJ does a great job, but I just don't follow it very well. Um, so the two of them came out, and they get in the match, and they just, you know, they, they do what they do, and Ace with Ace, and I was like, holy hell. <laughs> and I just, I became a huge Ace awesome Austin fan, there. I pushed, uh, to get him at in Innovate Wrestling and pushed to us to get us get there, because I saw that he could be a star, and I'm really happy for Ace, he's a great kid, and I think he's just, I think he's on the rise, and I think he's going to be somebody we're going to be talking about on a different level here in
1: the next couple of years. Yeah, I did, I did, I did recognize him on, uh, 2 and 5 Live, because he had, they called him a different name, but he said Ace hey, Austin on his pants. So <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, he was also, you know, he made a bit an impact, too, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he, got a well, he six was. Six-man match. Against uh, With OBE. Yeah. Yeah, those guys, you know, those guys, they've been doing stuff
0: together so long, they know each other so well, they can go out there and, and you put, you know, Dave, you put OBE in a match with with rockstar guys like Ace and Trigger and Zach. they're going to do what they do, and there's nobody better at that style of wrestling than those guys.
1: I'd say, what are some of the long-term goals you have for the uh... Uh, for Bandit?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I'm in believe if we ever take everything one day at a time. Like I said earlier, like, I'm, I'm heading down to Huntsville right now to meet Conrad Thompson to, to add another element to what we're doing at Bandit. We can't really give too much information yet because we haven't kind of uh, finalized it, but it's going to be involved with Bandit to a, to a small level. Um, and then we're Obviously, out of the school component with Glenn and Tom, which I think will take our business to the next level. And we're in talks with a couple other promotions in the Southeast and uh, Midwest about partnering and doing talent exchanges and running joint shows. And uh, I think 2019 will be the year that Banner Wrestling uh, really turns the page on the next chapter of our business. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Fight TV was, was a great thing for us to get. And I think once we launched that, uh, I really do believe we're going to become the next level of independent wrestling. Um, I think we've got all the right tools, the right people, the right seats now. Uh, the biggest thing for us at this point, I think, is not getting out in front of our skis, as I was going to say. Sometimes in business, it's really good to take two steps back before you take five steps forward. And I think where we're at right now, in my opinion, what we need to do is really focus on putting on a great event on October 21st. Uh, we got one more event at the end of December this year have a great event in October, finish up the year strong and be able to really uh, put an exclamation point on 2018 as a company and then enter 2019 and get to school where we want it to be. And we're also going to start doing running house shows in 2019, which will be exciting. Yeah. And so I think my biggest thing is we're not in the position that we need to worry about uh, throwing Hail Marys or throwing long balls. We just, our goal is to, constantly just gain a yard every day as long as we do that i think we're going to be moving at the right pace i think i think right now we have got a lot of balls in the air a lot of things moving uh, it's just making sure that everything we're doing is the best of our ability and the biggest thing with band you'll never see us over commit ourselves and under if we say we're going to do something we're going to do it and you know we might not move at the, we're not going to run a show every month we're not going to run show every other week. You know, we're going to we're going to do things our way, and we're yeah. going to do things so everything you get you see from Band is top notch. Uh, and sometimes absence makes a heart, you know, get fonder. it there, mm. or mess that up, whatever. Mm. But you know, we we're a big we belief that you know, less is more. So you'll we get some we put out events, we put out our TV,
2: and the best we can make it, and, uh, and just
0: hope everyone is, is patient with us and understand that what we're trying to do is we're in a, in a marathon phase right now, not a sprint.
1: Alright, last question. There. So if you could have like a dream bandit wrestling card what matches would you choose?
0: Gosh. Uh, well, you know, right now, I mean, personally,
1: I, I think that am I allowed to pull cool guys from WWE? It's Ch- your dream card.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the guy that I everybody you know, as, a, as a wrestler people outside the business always ask, you know, what's your dream match? You know, yeah. that's a common question among uh, wrestling, casual for the wrestling fans and non-wrestling fans. And you know, right now for me, I I want to wrestle Roman Reigns. That's wow. the one guy I've always wanted to wrestle. I want to wrestle more than anybody. Um, as far as the rest of our card, I believe you know I'm, I'm a big fan of you spoke of Ace Austin earlier. Yeah. And I think we could put Ace Austin and Johnny Gargano in a match, and I think it'd be fantastic. Wow. That'd be um, amazing. I think uh our tag time, I mean, obviously, like. Big Drake and I are, are having a really good run as a tag team. Um, so if we had a tag match in there, if I'd have worked up, I work double, I would put <laughs> Big and I in a match. And I would like, personally, right now, on a tag team level, um, gosh, that's that's hard. I think that honestly, in OBE and us I really want to work those guys. I think we'd have a great match. Um, I think that Daniel, e, I would love to have Daniel E defend our title against Seth Rollins wow. uh, I think Daniel and Seth would have a great match um the match that I probably as a as a fan would like to see would be the Bruja away Pete Dunne and Brett Ison um if you get a chance to check out Ison man he's a hard-hitting son of a gun and they you know and Pete's just Pete's on that next level right now oh, yes, he's just yeah, on another stratosphere right now and uh kudos
1: to him um and then you know the Rascals just beat Pete Thorne and <laughs> Millie McKenzie. I'm sorry? I said the Rascals have recently won the tag team titles from Pete Thorne and Millie McKenzie, in uh, recently in U- the UK. That's right. Yeah. Um. You know,
0: I, there's a couple other matches in there. Like I, I you know, people always bring up Kenny Omega. and Kenny is fantastic. Um. Uh, I would love to see a guy like Kenny Omega get in there with a guy like Zach Wentz. Yeah. Like I think I, I think Zach to me. And Desmond's fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but like uh, Zach and I are close, and I've seen Zach from the past year and a half go from a guy that was just one of David Jake's guys to becoming his own person. And I think Zach's the guy that put in the right spot could be fantastic. I might even say it would be great to have Zach and Desmond work the Young Bucks at our show. Wow. Um, I think that'd be a great match. So it's hard, man. There's so many talented guys out there. It's like. You guys over there, especially in, in the UK, like I've been dying to get out there and work. Um, you know, find the right spot together because there's so many talented guys over there. There's so many. It's just it's such a great time to be in the wrestling business. You know, it's just I, I've been lucky enough to be a fan for so long. I've been involved in the business now since I was interning at WWE for over. And that's been almost 15, 16 years to some level, to some degree. And it's just like I can never remember a time that's better not just enter the business, but to be involved in it in any way. I mean, think about what we're doing, you know, we're thousands of miles away, and we're just have, we're having we're able to talk about wrestling. Yeah. How cool is that? You know, it's yeah, just yeah. something that's just, I can only imagine where it's going to be six months from now. Think about six months ago, where it was to turn it out. It's a completely different landscape. So it's just an exciting time. I, it's, it's so weird. You say that, there's so many ideas that can go through your head as a promoter and as an owner and as a wrestler. It's almost hard, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's exciting.
1: So, away from Bandit <laughs> wrestling, America, people see you in the near future. Absolutely. So, please check out our Twitter page um, at Bandit
0: W R the letter 3, or the number three s t S-T-L-I-N-G. Follow yep. us on Facebook and Instagram uh, the biggest thing right now, if you guys keep your eyes and ears about our school, the Jacobs-Pritchard uh, Wrestling Academy, that will be launching in January. Wow. We will be having a meet and greet with Dr. Tom and Mom, might have a special guest if he's not in Saudi Arabia. Uh, <laughs> coming October 21st, Uh, 12, and uh, he's going uh, to give us everything that has to do with that school. So that will be all of our social media. Please follow, if you get a chance, follow Bruce Pritchard uh, and Conrad Thompson on social media. They'll also be giving a lot of information about the school, about Banner Wrestling, and also of course follow Fight TV as they'll be putting up, once we announce our, day, our first show, we'll be running a weekly episodic show on Fight that you can catch out on the Fight TV app or online, and then we'll be running IP Per Views in the first year to keep an eye out for. Because the thing is, we just want to thank everybody for supporting us because without guys like yourself and people that have been following the brand, we wouldn't be able to have the opportunities we have. So, like I said, the other day, we're all wrestling fans. You know, it's like when I started this company, I, I, we use the tagline, full wrestling fans, buy wrestling fans. Yeah. And that's the honest to God truth. <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's it's one of those things that's like I'm living out my five-year-old fantasy. You know, like, getting you know, it right. I mean, I, I used to sit in class in fifth grade, sixth grade, and not pay attention to the thing the teacher was saying instead of booking matches. <laughs> and, like, now it's like, here I am and talking to you about doing the same thing. Uh, so it's just it's it's a great time for to be a man of wrestling, we're excited in the future and thankful for everybody that's been supporters this day one for us.
1: Well, i will put all the links in the description below this interview, so I've really <laughs> enjoyed to speech today. I'd love to have you on again in the future.
2: Absolutely, Chris, I appreciate your time, brother.